Welcome to Article 23, your podcast all about making work work. Before we get started on the podcast today, we'd like to acknowledge um, the land that we're on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay our respects to Elders past, present, and emerging. For the podcast today, we are coming from an absolutely whiz-bang podcast room. It's very <laughs> intimate. Um, my name is still the same. I'm James Hancock, and as always, I'm joined by Rhonda Bryden-Hall. Rhonda, how are you? Good, and it's but it's Rhonda and James sounding incredibly professional. Yeah, I, I'm worried. I bought 20 pins in my pocket today, and you'd be able to hear every one of them drop <laughs> in this room, which is scary um, and dangerous. Yeah, cool. So today, we're keeping the format the same, as we always do. Two hot topics um, that are on our minds out there when we're talking to people. I mean, also a good news story. First one, big topic, is about polarity, polarizing conversations in every topic out there right now. Let's talk about yeah, that. I, it, it is a massive topic for both of us. Mm. Um, having both of us lived around the world and in countries where there is a very much a divide in society. Yeah. This country, we've been quite lucky, not perfect, yeah. any stretch, but yeah. we've been able to have good conversations even when we disagree. And at the moment, it feels like probably the backlash of the referendum, just to give it a little bit of context, yeah. but both the yes and no camps um, are very much sort of now explaining why they were right, as opposed to going, wow, that was pretty fractious. How about we stop for a moment and have a conversation? It was just incredibly divisive. And now we've also added in the Middle Eastern war, yeah. um, which is, is creating quite a a fragile environment. I mean, I think it's yeah. a complicated environment, I think, but it's certainly a sensitive environment, but it's also quite fragile. Yeah. And you're just layering more and more things, right? You mentioned referendum, you mentioned Middle East, there's still Russia, Ukraine, like from what I can tell yes, from gosh. far away. And you kind of keep layering these things in and yeah. all, all we're sort of pointing out is polarity and not similarity. I know that's oversimplifying, but yeah. We sort of forget that a bit. Yeah. And we, and to, you know, we, we, we don't look, agree on this. We looked at this Edelman's Trust Barometer, which is mm. one of the sort of global ones they look at. 32,000 people globally, but it's very representative, yeah. including 1,150 Australians just done and showing that our country is currently moderately polarised, although mm. it was done before these big fractures. Mm. But that the feeling here is that we're very close to becoming in danger of severe polarisation with almost half of Australians thinking that a nation is more divided today than it ever has been in any point in history. Yeah. yeah. Then we reflect that back into your time in COVID in the US when it was just very divided. Yeah, and we spoke about that yesterday, didn't we, on the RE, at the RE-DNI conference? Too. Yeah, the National yeah. DNI conference. That was, yeah. we, we actually ran a very brave panel on this and we, we didn't realise how fractious it was. We knew yeah. that it was important because people were saying, should corporates and businesses have a view on social? Yes and no, lots of different views. And we had this sort of model that we've put together of saying, where do you sit and how should you decide where your organisation's going to sit? But one after another, people who were joining that panel very enthusiastically mm. and wanted to be part of it, started to pull out. Either their companies are going, we don't want to be put our head above the pool, but we don't want to get trolled. Um, we don't want to be trolled on LinkedIn. Like people were yeah. very nervous about it. And and when you put that across to the psychology of teamwork and how this works, there's some really good study out of the University of South Australia on subgroups. And mm. so once you start to have a subgroup that says, I believe this and I believe that, Professor Ruchi Singer um, is actually, those subgroups drive distrust breaks in collaboration, hamper decision-making, hamper knowledge sharing, hamper innovative problem solutions because they're usually collaborative. Mm. So in short, they hurt teams and they hurt teamwork. And it's not just a social divide, it's a divide in every aspect you go to at the moment. So it's a really, really tough one to wrap our heads around. Mm. And 
And I think it's one that we should yeah, I'm thinking about that. Like, try harder at. That's obviously such good research and super interesting in subgroups. There's always been in-groups, out-groups. Like that's been spoken about a lot and the thinking on that and everything yeah. else. And then you kind of go, okay, that was my experience in the US is divided states of America, not United States of America. I say yeah. that. It's not actually a joke. It's, it's just sad. real. It's sad. It's sad. And then you go, wow, we're at risk of becoming that in Australia with that trend in the barometer. Um, and then is it the embodiment you saw in the panel of people saying no, that they're, they're worried about being part of moving towards that? You know what I mean? Like they don't want to yeah. be exposed to it sort of thing, there, which I get. There's um, something about transparency tricky. though, because it was really interesting. People who said, I really want to be on the panel and can I do this? Can I do that? I'm great. You're in. Um, and then they, we would have a briefing and talk about it and they would have really moderate and thoughtful views. It was very constructive. It wasn't so, it was very nuanced conversation. Mm. It was very, it was good, right? It was really good conversation. Yeah. Then when they pulled out, they'd write me a letter of why they had pulled out or what they thought or danger of being trolled or whatever, whatever it happened to be. But yeah. their letters were bolshy, mm. unmoderated and angry. And, and it was collecting all those together, you start to get a bit of a view, just a corner mm. of this debate nationally, where people aren't afraid to have very, very big opinions and hurt if they don't think anyone knows they're saying it. Yeah. And we yeah. just got to think about that, that, you know, when we walk into a room, we join a debate or we join this conversation, these hard conversations, we're having complex issues. Yeah. We need to be able to talk and we need to be able to hear each other. Mm. And if we're just going to say anyone who disagrees with me is stupid mm. and I'm not going to talk to them, mm. then I don't know what happens. I don't think we can solve the really hard stuff. Yeah, it's like it, it's bad language. It's not perfect yet. This is in draft, as you know, but it's um, we've lost a bit of like human interaction filter, whatever you call that, which is like, <laughs> hey, here's someone and like moderation. my deep moderation, don't fight it, whatever. <laughs> like it just doesn't make doesn't yeah. make sense. I'm not sure it adds a whole lot when it's just you come out wildly and the next day this is what I find anyway, people can have that big bullshit view and all of a sudden they're background to something more moderate because yeah. they've gone, well, it was too far out there. Um, or some people that just hang way out yeah. there all the time. Well, I did, <laughs> I did hear, like, we were obviously quite um, vocal yes voters in the referendum and I did have a, a white person tell me how they, how Aboriginal people feel um, a couple of days ago and I'm like, interesting. interesting. Probably <laughs> totally irrelevant, but yeah. Yeah, completely irrelevant. And, and that's the other part of this is that listening ability to say, I've got my own perspective, but I'd, I'm really interested in how other people that might be more impacted on a particular issue are feeling it or hearing it. Yeah. I think that's the conversation that we need to have. Anyway, hopefully we can oh, find a little so bridge. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've always been allowed to, you know, whether we go to the pub and have a beer over it or whether we, yeah. people joke around, that's a wine conversation. Let's just, yeah. we don't always have to have alcohol. No, but, no. But, but some of these conversations, we just need to step back a bit and say, I'm open to a different view. Yeah, but that concept of like putting space around it, which is the wine thing or whatever, you know, like a bit more space than it's jammed for the five sea breeze. seconds in between. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, sea breeze, sea breeze with a... Nice glass of <laughs> hydrating water <laughs> um, is good to, for the moderate ones. Yeah. I think that would be good. Then this other one. So this topic. This is your topic. This it, is like. Well, I don't know. I think you it's a topic. the phrase. Yeah, I've coined the phrase. You heard it first. You know, great resignation from Texas A&M. Here is empty volunteerism. Um, it's something I've been thinking about a lot. Um, have probably done this b before. I think everyone has done this a bit. But then I thought, I don't want it to be what I stand for. And then the more that I think about it and everything else, I've reflected, you know, is it a social and psychological phenomena? Empty volunteerism, I should probably say what I think it is first, opposed to do we do it? If you don't know what it is, then you don't know if you do it or not. 
Um, empty volunteerism is the idea that you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you need. A, I need a hand on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be there. I'll do that. And then you just distant. We've all got that mate don't friend. Show up. You don't show up. <laughs> I get it. It's like, you know, something came up. It was pressing. There was an emergency. That's not what it's about. It's like the people that are happy, like they get some sort of um, benefit of, you know, the altruism bit or anything. Some of these benefits from the idea of volunteering, but actually don't volunteer. So they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that they commit to that, but they don't follow it through in any way, shape or form. Yeah. So if you said, be on the podcast today, James, and I said, yeah, yeah, but I wasn't behind the mic. This is empty volunteerism. You know, we couldn't get the right time. Okay, we rescheduled it. That's different. But it's like the people that perennially are empty volunteers. Yeah, yeah I'm here to help if you need me. I use a funny but expression. you're not really. A yeah. funny expression for it when yeah. I'm with my kids, obviously a bit older than your baby. But yeah. Um, yeah. I, I always say, be careful you don't surround yourself with too many people who are flaky. Yeah, flaky's right. Because you like, you're going to have a party and you yeah. invite 20 people and you've got two of them that always say yes and then don't come. Yeah, that's right. So I'm right. like, just invite the AD. That's right. <laughs> don't worry that's about right. Them. And then, but those people and, will also be outraged if you don't invite them in my experience. Yeah. And and don't be hurt by the two that are always flaky because they're flaky for everything. So yeah. when you get someone who's an empty that's volunteer, right. they yeah. tend to it's like a lifelong MO, isn't it? I think so. And it's not like and people have it's not a, a criticism like everyone needs to do everything. That's not it. I think it's like if you say you're gonna do something, go and do it. And people will see through it if you don't and know that we see you is sort of what I'm saying. Mm. Um, if you can't commit to something right now, get it. I think my feeling on it, and I get that I went overseas and came back. I appreciate that. Maybe Australia changed and it's not a um, – something like that is um, since coming back, we're emptier than ever before. Like we, we do this more um, than we did before. People would say, I'll be there. I'll speak at that. I'll do that. I mean, your example of speakers with polarity saying – I'll be there, here's a view, but then not showing up is a bit of an example of it, albeit in a really big and tough topic. It got me thinking, why do we do it as well? So mm. I don't so have looking a... after themselves, hey? Yeah, well, looking after yourselves and that self-care, we spoke about that concept a lot. And, you know, also as our role as leaders or HR leaders or whatever is I get you have to care a bit for yourself so you can look for others, but you can't only care for yourself. It doesn't work like that. It's for others. So we had that whole big conversation about um, moving that out to sort of broader collective care and that empty volunteerism is a way to show that. And if you're actually volunteering to help someone else, it's going to come back to you when you need help, but also it makes you feel good. So we spoke about altruism and all those sorts of things. It's a Mother Teresa thing. It's a Mother Teresa thing <laughs> and many others, but it sort of got me got me thinking too. Um, do you still get some sort of altruistic benefit by through empty volunteerism? By saying you're going to do it and Correct. then not do it? Well, I said it, so it made me feel good that I'm helping you, but actually I don't. Yeah. And I might have made it harder for you by saying I'm in to help you on something and not actually being there when you need me. Yeah. So but you, you might, do, but you, it's that's individually referenced though, and not it, collective. It's yeah. to that point about, you know, talking to my kids, not surrounding with flaky yeah, people. Yeah. You'd also say in your network, like I've got a group of girlfriends and, and guys, but yep. there's a particular group of girls that we've been friends with since we were girls. So that's probably why we call ourselves girls. But yeah, um, yeah. I absolutely know they're in my corner. Yeah. And I texted two of them last night in a totally different issue, an environmental issue that someone's asked me to get involved with. Yeah. And I texted them. They came back to me in a minute. I yeah. know how busy they are. Their lives are crazy busy. Yeah. Came back to me in a minute with thought and a, an ID and, and linked me to someone else the next thing you know. And when you surround yourself by people who don't, emptily volunteer, but actually no matter what's going on in their life, we'll be there for you. Eh? Yeah. Your network is stronger. Your life is stronger. Your yeah. confidence is more. Mm. It just has so many powerful things, but 
but you do have to be there for others to get it. Has that group, it sounds like it's, you know, we spoke about subgroups and groups and those sorts of things. We spoke, we're talking about empty volunteerism, volunteerism, yep. people that say they'll help and then do or don't, etc. Has that group been, it's obviously long standing, like you've been yep. connected for a long time. Yes. Have, have there been, Longer than I care to acknowledge. Have, <laughs> uh, we, we, it's like, I'm not asking about your age. Just, we leave that one alone. But it's been going for more than 12 months, let's just say. <laughs> more um, than 12 years. Have yes. people have people come and gone and have the people, have there ever been empty volunteers in it that have dropped off the fringe? Because some of them are quite famous, expression. Yeah. there's been people who are desperate to be part of it. And they say, can you introduce me to your friends, basically. Yeah. And the answer is no. You, you yeah. have to earn those relationships and you have to earn your credit of being in the corner. Because yeah. when you turn around for people in your corner, you've got to have been in theirs for a long time. Yeah. It's, it, and it's really important. And and the people who ask to join but aren't really in that zone, we, you you are known as someone who emptily volunteers. Yeah. And that, <laughs> is that a word? Yeah, emptily. well, it is now. And the more we use it, the more it becomes one. So that's good. But, yeah, you've got I – th- I think we're hitting on something, which is um, – you know, you do something for someone, it comes back. It won't come back necessarily exactly the same size, whatever, but True. you know that I had your back, now you've got mine. It's like the little social favors and and cues and clues and whatever. Social proofing, if I said I'm going to yeah. do something, then and, I'm going to do it. And you don't have to be perfect, mm. but you do have to be – people can count on you. Yeah, consistent. I think that's it. This, and it's, this and is when you move volunteerism. That, it is a topic, and see? You, and you move it across <laughs> to – you move it across the professional environment it's everything. Yeah. Like that is your career, that's your reputation. Do you turn up when you said you're going to turn up doing the things you said you were going to do as well as you said you were going to do them? Mm. I, I just think it's it's really straightforward. It's integrity, I think. The people that wanted in on the group, sorry, I've like, I got lots of questions because it's a loose idea that I think's there, um, wanted in, um, think they would have played an underweight role. Like they wanted something from you but wouldn't have given it back through. Oh, uh, yeah, and you learn that mm. really quickly. They'll, yeah. they'll write to you and say, can you help me with this? And you say, I always do it. Yeah. Always and try and be generous. Come back, right? And then if I turn around to them after my third volunteer for them and say, hey, can you give me a hand with such and such? Yeah. A very long time to return the call. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or not quite turning up. Yeah. And, and then you say, no, okay, yeah. Yeah, and so there's, it's not, you know, this whole concept, like I think there's something in it. I think I don't have it fully formed yet. It's one of those that I'm throwing it out to the – world and seeing but even this chat we've had I feel like there's something in it I think I'm still trying to work out navigate how you overcome it when you see someone that you are worried is going to be an empty volunteer you give them one chance and if, or a couple of chances they yeah, stuff it. I give you work it out four. you work you work it out fairly quickly right and yeah, you, you do. find a way to you do to, to and you do get that. a bit teflon about it you go okay yeah I'm not going to be hurt by them yeah because sure. that's how they're living their life yeah, that's right. That's right. And then, and then you also say like, how do I make sure I don't do this? Because it sounds like something I don't want to do. Hopefully, you think that. Yeah. Um, if you're you try to bring your kids yeah. up not to. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's a really good topic. Um, third topic, and it's still mm. to be formed, but yeah. it's a it's yeah, a good, good term. And I love your mm. term, empty volunteerism, because it's a good one to think about. Mm. Third good topic, news. which is a good news story, is the Adelaide Film Festival. I loved going to that with you. I thought it was awesome. Uh, well, we got invited to speak at it, which was pretty funny because you know name the. 10 HR people who speak at a film festival. Never. True, <laughs> so, true. People and culture people. So anyway, Adelaide Film Festival, those who don't know it, it's one of the top 50 film festivals in the world, mm-hmm. nominated by Variety. Mm-hmm. 2021, it won the Ruby Award for the Best Festival. Awesome. 
Awesome. Um, as a reputation for being incredibly innovative. It has this really cute quote around it that says, the festival allows us to surrender to the screen and be swallowed up by the story. Mm. So we got invited to go and speak. They did 130 films this year. Yep. Found ourselves in a little wine bar around the corner where it was supposed to fit 20, 30 people, but we... It, it, the got people packed who, out. Yeah, it got <laughs> packed it? out. Yeah. The other two speakers were very good. Yeah. <laughs> but it was... Um, yeah, there was about 50 and they were all on the street. And then we walked around and watched the film, which was called After Work, mm. um, which was made by a director called Eric Gandini and had a really heavy influence of Norwegian, Italian, very different ways of looking at work post the AI revolution that mm. we're currently in. Mm. But it wasn't, um, it wasn't dire. It was actually really thoughtful. Mm. And it reminded me of um, one of my favourite directors, Chris, Chris Nolan, who did Oppenheimer because he goes... Um, here's a whole bunch of really interesting and complex stories and moral um, yeah. conundrums, and I'm not going to answer them for you. I'm just mm. going to put them there so you can think. And that's what After Work is like. It was really interesting, wasn't it? Mm. We did eat a lot of popcorn too. It left, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it like that, but it left you at the end. I kind of went, was that the end? But it meant that you needed to try and find some resolutions or at least continue conversations with fellow film watchers. So... It sort of lived up really nicely to that, it swallowed did. by the story. You were swallowed by a whole range of little stories about people and their work, as it is today, what it might be tomorrow, if it's going to be there tomorrow, all of all of those things. It meant you had to go and keep the conversation going, which is so cool. Yeah. Really, really cool. And when we talk about things like AI, mm. this idea that it's our world and we get to form what the future looks like mm. versus the current debate, which is AI at the moment is anything from... Um, I'm going to write a policy so no one's allowed to use it. You're like, well, good luck with that because it's already there. Yeah. Um, someone else going, it's going to save the world from all evil. Like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. probably going to be in the middle somewhere. Somewhere in the middle, probably. <laughs> That's polarity in views of, polarizing in views of what I would do. But yeah, mo- moderation is probably good. And it encourages us to think. And I think that yeah. right back to that first stuff we talked about, this encouraging people to think and listen and learn and be curious. When you, The best people you know, mm. they, they, they can be clever, but they're also really curious, yeah. open-minded, out there having a bit of a think about things. I agree. Yeah. That's a good three topics all about um, they're great polarizing topics. conversations. Yeah, <laughs> and, and empty volunteerism and then also the film festival. Love that. Um, it's a wrap. What do we always say at the end of this is keep listening to... Yes, of course, we joke us, and you do. That's great. Thank you very much. Um, To yourself, but also out there to others um, that are like you and that are very different to you. Thanks. Thank you.